gentlemen, this contest set for one fall is for the WWE Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, however, wherever, whenever you're listening. This is the Root for Wisconsin show, a special episode coming at you from the Mere True Value in Riverwood Gallery Studio in De Pere, Wisconsin. A little bit of a unique cast today. It's me, Biggie, Eric. Rams is here as normal. Rams What's going on, everybody. guys? And making their podcast debut on any podcast, not just this one. I know, it's exclusive, exclusive content. Exclusive content. <laughs> Shauna Hallbach. Hey. Look at that. Look who decided to join us. And the reason for a special episode, if you didn't read the title and you didn't hear that open, we're going to talk some pro wrestling. And the reason we're doing this is Ramsey and I kind of came into a situation where we're going to be sitting front row at a wrestling event. And we have an interview coming up here in a little bit. Talk some wrestling. Talk about raging pro wrestling. Based out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. And before we do that, we just kind of want to talk about how big a wrestling fans Ramsey and I are. Ramsey probably more than me. I think that's fair. Yeah, you know, I've always... It's entertainment. So when... Just if you want to be entertained, there's nothing quite better than over-the-top characters of pro wrestling. Yeah. And, I mean, I was into it as a kid. And... Up until like probably like 14, 15. And then you just get, you know, you get busy with life and stuff as a 15 year old. It's on a Monday sports. night. It's on Monday yeah. nights and Friday nights. And you either got practice or games and, you know, going doing hood rat stuff with your friends on Friday nights, whatnot. And then came back in college and actually think Ramsey and my buddy Sean were really big for me getting back into it. You know, I was still always read this stuff on like Bleach Report or whatever. But yeah, then Ramsey got me back into it. Sean got me back into it. Went to a couple events. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is fun. That's all it is. It's, it's something you drink some beer to. Go people watch. You go people watch. You just have yourself a good time. Yeah. And now the reason we have Sean on the broadcast today. So she was very reluctant to be on the podcast. Very today. reluctant. But she decided to come on, A, by a little bit of peer pressure from Ramsey. But also... In the time that she's been around and in my life, I've kind of got her into it a little bit. Is that fair, Shauna? Yeah, I suppose. And we've gone to a WWE event now. Yeah, that was fun. You've watched on TV. Yeah. And before you did that, it was kind of surprising because you took a kind of a different path besides just meeting me. You watched the Bellas. Yeah, I watched uh, the Bellas on, on E!, and that was fun. I knew Total Divas? I knew who John Cena was. Well, everyone knows who John Cena is. Yeah, that's like saying, hey, I know who Hulk Hogan is. Hulk Hogan is. Or The oh, Rock. Or The Rock. I watched their reality show, too, when I was a kid. The Hogan's. Your <laughs> reality TV show? Yeah, the daughter did. Yeah, he did. Brooke Hogan <laughs> yeah. did for a minute. Was that pre or after Gawker instant? Uh, Pre-Hulk Hogan's Gawker. Oh. But I think she had a little tapey tape out there, too. Oh. Oh. No, I don't know. I, that, that, I, that was, I knew them, too. So, yeah. So, you, you, you've been around it. <laughs> Super great content for me. Yeah. So, Shauna, as somebody newer to the watching the actual content of wrestling, what, what made you uh, not hate it? Well, going to that show was really fun. Um, the people were very into it. 
uh, the kid sitting in front of us. Yeah, Shauna got in an argument with like an eight year old. Yeah, he. Uh, so it was Roman Reigns and Ugh, the Usos. The well, yeah, Roman right. Reigns and the Usos versus versus John, John Cena, Cena and the Mysterios. And at first, I was going for the the Usos because they're beautiful. Yeah, they're great looking. And uh, so then this little kid in front of us was like, "No, no, no, you have to go for John Cena, or whatever." And then, like, no, he was for the Usos. Yeah, he That's was on Roman Reigns. Yeah, he was on Roman Reigns. And at first we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we were agreeing with him. And then uh, at the end, when John Cena won, I just flapped teams. And uh, so I did the Fairweather fan. I, yeah, I did the whole you can't see me thing to the kid. Right in his face. Right. Like, and I'm like, how do you feel about that, buddy? <laughs> and this little eight-year-old kid was like, oh, my gosh. Well, because they were going back and forth the entire event. That was the funniest part. Yeah. Because all the wrestlers that Sean thought were hot. So Rick, she was a big Rick Books <laughs> fan. Oh, sure. Yeah. Who also from Wisconsin, yeah. by the way. So she was a big Rick Boogs fan. The guy who played the guitar? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. know his name. Yeah, Rick Boogs. Okay. <laughs> um, see, who else were you? Like, because you, it was every time he picked somebody, you were against him. Yeah. You were creating this rivalry this entire event. Yep. And then, like, the five seconds at the end, then I just. You let him have it. Yep. So Sean's just after the good looking wrestlers. Yeah. yeah. I get that, though. You still have that uh, Jason Momoa look to him. Yeah. She's yeah. a big Seth Rollins fan, too. Oh, yeah. And I liked the, the colorful guys, too. They're my favorite. New Day. Uh, New Day, yeah. I like their little cheer and like their clothes. What's their cheer, Shauna? New Day rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all in all, so that's WWE. I mean, I think we're all, I, I would say we're all pretty well versed in WWE, but uh, the event that's coming up is a lot more on the indie scene, which Ramsey actually knows probably more about than I do. Some of these people coming in and. So professional wrestling has WWE, which is kind of mainstream, and then they have, for the majority of our life, has been called the indie circuit, which is now kind of culminated in AEW. It's kind of taking all the indie talents together and putting them together. So indies are free agent people. They aren't really signed to a big brand. They're not signed to an exclusive brand. Right. And they kind of just go around and tour in really small venues, and it's just... It's it's fun. It's a it's a lot more of a, like grunge scene from the '90s. That's like, oh, we're cool before it was cool type thing. But it's cool to see all these people in like gyms, and then you see them on TV a few years after. So you see them before they usually hit a big on the indie scene. Yeah, and that's something really. So this event is coming up. It's going to be March 26th. Rage and Pro Wrestling at the Watering Hole in Green Bay. And we're going to talk to owner and promoter Rick Buchholz in a, a few minutes here. But kind of paints that same picture. So the Watering Hole, I think the capacity for with the ring and everything like that, probably about 250, 300 people, yep. something like that. Uh, Ramsey and I will be there front row. Sitting front row for this event. So cool. hopefully, you know... I am super excited for it. I know, right? Like, after the interview that we have here, we have a, a, possibly another interview coming down the pike, too, a couple weeks. But you'll see a lot more Root for Wisconsin content out there with this event. And, you know, they're going to promote us. We're going to promote them. It's all going to be fun. There's some big names coming to this event. Yep. So the unofficial main event is two of the Bigger women superstars out in the world that are non WWE, Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green. Who I've seen Chelsea Green live 
five or six times now, and she is excellent. Deanna Perrazzo was or is a former multi-time Impact champion. Yep. Uh, so really, like I said, just how great she was in NXT for a while. Same with Chelsea Green. Yep. Same with Chelsea Green. So the one other thing that they're kind of mentioning here: every match that happens this that night, and we'll go through the card a little later, is going to have somebody who's been on TV. Right. Either on Ring of Honor, which is coming back too, by the way. Um, in April, they're going to start taping. Which Ring of Honor is a blast too. Their shows are some of the best on. That you can go to. So, Ring of Honor, they've had some former WWE talents coming in, uh, a couple people who've been on AEW. Their uh, women's champion, Alex Garcia, has been on AEW. Yep. Uh, so, just some, like, I guess it's some bigger names. And then some other ones that you may not have heard of yet who are kind of up and coming. Um, you know, we're going to, when we talk to Rich in a few moments, he's going to talk about uh, a couple talents. Uh, TW3, who's from Green Bay, who, if you haven't heard of yet, you will. And Xavier Walker, who's their heavyweight champion. Right. And TW3 has some ties where he's been trained by Hornswoggle. Sure. Who had a WWE run and yep. has been kind of more known on the indies as of late. Um, little person, Leprechaun, in WWE his time. Well, he was the cruiserweight champ of the world in WWE for a while. A couple times, I yep. believe. So he's, he's, you know, you've probably heard of Hornswoggle. So he's trained by him. Um, one other talent who's going to be uh, there as well that I can't help but uh, mention here. Oh, also, Casey Lennox. She's been on uh, AEW a time or two, I yep. believe now. Uh, Silas Young from Ring of Honor, who's from the Fox City area. Which I love Silas Young. Silas Young, I, for those of you who don't know, uh, was the he's been one of the top wrestlers in the world the last probably 10, 15 years. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, big stint in Ring of Honor um, had been voted as one of Pro Wrestling Illustrated's top in the top 100 of the top 500 superstars. I believe he was 73rd as of the most recent one. He's um, he's a really interesting looking person, too. Like, he just looks like he's this grizzled, like, tough guy. Well, and, and he's a really cool. Uh, he's the last real man. Yeah, that's his that's his. Uh, his angle with it and the whole thing with that um, kind of basing on blue collar Wisconsin yeah. work. Yep. Uh, father, you know, like I said, he's from the Wisconsin area. He's from uh, Appleton area. And, you know, we'll talk to Rich about this in a few moments, but just kind of you really Wisconsin's kind of in a weird spot where media wise, both of the two or bigger markets in Wisconsin are still in the smaller side yep. of national mar- between Milwaukee and Green Bay. Yep. But there has been some incredible WWE presence and wrestling presence as a whole in Wisconsin for a long time. Not just talent, but yeah. like storylines and stuff. I mean, yep. the first wrestling event I ever went to was the night where Donald Trump bought bought uh, Raw from Vince McMahon, and this was like 2009, I think, uh, when he did this, and he ended up refunding everybody's ticket back that night. The entire event, he paid for it to be commercial free. On USA. Do you mean President Trump? Yeah, President Trump. Um, <laughs> he had. He's also a former WWE owner, WWE, WWE Hall of Famer. Famer. Yep. Um, yeah. Did you know he had a wrestling match once? I did not. At WrestleMania. At WrestleMania Vince 23, it was Bobby Lashley versus Umaga in a battle of the billionaires for the hair versus hair match. 
So the loser. The loser. So Vince McMahon, he doesn't have as much anymore. He had this really kind of over-the-top hairstyle back then. Yep. And the loser had to shave their head. Oh. Well, as we probably can guess, Donald Trump did not shave his head. Gotcha. Because Bobby Lashley is so much better than Umaga. R.I.P., by the way. R.I.P. Umaga. But he was also in the Samoan dynasty with the Usos and Roman Reigns. Not as good looking as those. No, not as. Yeah, The Rock. Uh, not as good looking. Ramsey's right. He's got a point here. Not as good looking as the Usos or Roman or even The Rock. Yeah, look up Umaga real quick. Yeah, why don't you do that? Why don't you give us a live reaction of what you think Umaga is? U M A G A. Oh boy. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Yeah. He, he, it's he, he, the face tattoos for me. It's not even tattoos. It's, it's paint. paint. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's Umaga. <laughs> So, so he's he's related to Roman Reigns. Yeah, they're they're all cousins. They're part, like I said, it's part of the Samoan dynasty. Um, what a family! For real though, but <laughs> um, but yeah. So Battle of the Billionaires was a match at WrestleMania 23, and but yeah. So Donald Trump did come. Uh, like I said, he bought bought Raw that night. It was entirely commercial free. It was everyone in the building got their money back. Uh, some of the other storylines have come to heads. Uh, Vince McMahon's illegitimate child storyline was in Green Bay. Uh, that came to a head where it was Hornswoggle as Vince McMahon's child. Um, well, because the Green Bay stop on the WWE circuit always used to be right before WrestleMania. Yep, it, or the, right after. The Raw was usually leading up to WrestleMania. They're usually here in the spring. Yep. And right before WrestleMania would happen. So, and then midsummer too, but leading up to SummerSlam. Right. So this was always a big stop for storylines coming through Green Bay. And one other one, just to mention, you know, we're Wisconsin sports show. Got to mention after the 2011 Super Bowl, uh, the first SmackDown actually coincidentally was in Green Bay. Uh, so that used to be recorded on Tuesday nights. So Tuesday after the Packers won the Super Bowl, Clay Matthews makes an appearance. And was the special guest referee. No, no, he wasn't technically announced. He just came down the ramp in a referee shirt and was in a championship match for the referee count of the pin. I couldn't even tell you who the match was. But Clay Matthews was but there. Clay Matthews count of the pin. Um, this summer, Bobby Bobby Porter started after the Bucks championship. It was one yep. of the first uh, live events that WWE was doing after the halt from the pandemic. And it was right after the Bucks championship, and Bobby Portis is down there with the New Day and getting involved in New Day versus Bobby Lashley. Bobby Portis is great. Bobby Portis is an American hero. Mm-hmm. Love me some Bobby. He but like came out in his sunglasses and he had his, his sunglasses. Big he had WWE his, belt. Yeah, he had the Bucks championship belt that they gave him, which I don't think anybody else ever touched. No, I think he literally had it from the time that they got it from Triple H, and then he had it the entire time. I don't. I think he's still holding on to it. I'd be willing. To I've bet not that seen he is. him without it. That's all I'm gonna say. I haven't seen anybody else with it. I'll put yeah. it that way. But yeah, so Bobby comes out, big belt on his shoulder, and I think he got involved with the the New Day versus uh, MVP and and Bobby Lashley. So that was really cool. It was just you know, really kind of funny how stuff like that works out. So it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the show is that uh, wrestling has a negative stigma on oh it's fake. When you watch it because it's just entertaining. Like, that's all it has to be. It just has to be entertainment. Well, it, it's not even necessarily. So that's one of those things that always bugs people because it's people are so quick. Oh, it's fake. It's fake. Well, no, it's not fake. It's scripted. There's good drama in there. 
Well, like I said, it's just one of those things that gets kind of a negative outlook from some people. When all it is, is it's entertainment. That's all it's designed to be. It's just designed... It's a soap opera with flips and kicks. Yeah, and that's all it is. And as long as you realize that's what it is going into it and just allow yourself to have fun with it, you it's have, a blast, right? You can right? have $30 to $40 worth of fun. Yeah, all day. So with that, we're going to talk Rich Hill in a few moments here. Talk about RPW and the event. Uh, Rich Hill, like I said, owner and promoter of RPW and and the new promotion here in Green Bay. This will be their fourth event uh, as they're trying to grow that brand. So why don't we kick to Rich, and then we'll kind of wrap up here after. All right, joining the show now is the owner and promoter of Ragin' Pro Wrestling, RPW, Rich Buchholz. Rich, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Fantastic. So you are joining the Root for Wisconsin show, and pretty big event that you have coming up in Green Bay on March 26th. Uh, before we really get into that, well, why don't you why don't you uh, introduce the event to us so people know why you're on the show? The event is um, RPW Extravaganza. Um, it'll be our biggest event that we've had. Um, it'll be our fourth ever event for RPW. Uh, we are bringing in people from WWE, NXT, OVW, Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan, just to name a few different places. Um, there's a ton of people flying in in hotels and everything else, and it's a really good event to definitely go and attend. All right, awesome stuff. So just to kind of get a little background here, uh, I, you know, just wanting to kind of get some information here from you. So I guess I want to start with asking, how did you get into owning your own wrestling company? Where did that all start? I got the idea from one of my best friends, Mike Krause, who actually trained me as Mike Mercury. I was a referee back in 2003. I started, um, and I kind of came up with the idea when he came up with the Ultimate Wrestling Trivia game app that's going to be re- released pretty soon. All right, awesome stuff. So assuming longtime fan of pro wrestling then too? Yep. Pretty right. much to grew up grew up in the wrestling business and stuff. So So you grew up in it too. So were you were you traveling when you were younger or how did just watching no, as a my, fan? Uh, I had a cousin that was in it. And then I kind of wanted to get into it, and then that's how I met Mike, and we've been pretty much best friends ever since. Awesome stuff. And then just kind of going with that, and then you know just kind of growing up with it. Um, did you have favorite wrestlers, or what did you look for in your favorite wrestlers when you were growing up? Growing up, I was a huge Hulk Hogan fan. Um, I was a huge Bret Hart fan, and a huge Shawn Michaels fan. And it kind of just became more about the charisma than just the talking. Um, that's probably the best way to describe it. But like, I pretty much have followed WWE, WCW my whole life. Yeah, I was gonna say. So just kind of with that, Monday Night Wars, you know, twenty some years ago. Yep. What which side were you on? Were you on a side? I was on WWE side. All right, awesome. That's really cool to hear. So. Tickets coming up. Uh, you said the tickets are available multiple outlets. Where can people get tickets for the event? Tickets are available at Look Sharp at the Fox River Mall. It's uh, right next to Target. Um, they are also available at the Waterhole 
where the event is. It's 2107 Velp Avenue. And then they are available online at rpwprowrestling.com. All right. Now, you said this was the fourth event for RPW. So, Correct. Yep. So just to kind of get fans caught up here, I mean, we have, you know, if you look at the website, you have talent who a lot of people probably have heard of. You know, we were talking pre-recording, you know, Deanna Perrazzo, uh, yep. Silas Young, some of the bigger names coming in, Chelsea Green, but also yep. a lot of local talent here, too. Uh, I know that one men- name you had mentioned was somebody uh, by the name of TW3. Uh, so yep. I guess just to kind of start with, in terms of how do you get about, you know, going about finding some of the local talent where maybe they aren't on that big stage yet and just kind of giving them that door to get open into? A lot of it is based on looking at other promotions. Um, I met TW3 probably a year and a half ago, and that's how I kind of met him. And then, like, Shane Hills, the trainer, um, has his own school in, like, the Manitowoc area. So um, just kind of, like, going that way to Hmm. meeting some of the local people. All right. And then, like I said, you know, you also have people coming in, like I said, some of these bigger names and, and I guess for, to kind of get them in the door, I guess, you know, these names, like I said, these, you know, people like Deanna Perrazzo and, um, Silas Young and some of these other names that are coming in, how ultimately, I guess, what's the kind of the process with getting big names like that, where they're touring on TV, they're kind of going promotion to promotion right now. What's that promo- What's that process like? Um, it's a, it's an adventure because like I can tell you that Silas and I actually used to travel together. That's how I knew Silas. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, like in starting out in the wrestling, um, he's originally from the Fox Cities area. Um, but then, like other people, you just kind of reach out, and then eventually, you hope that you become famous enough where they're reaching out to you instead of you reaching out to them is kind of the gist of it so just a little bit more on silas young i mean this is a guy who uh recently was named within the rpw or excuse me not the rpw um the pro wrestling illustrated within the top 100 superstars uh for performers and you know what's his you know backstory and i know he's going as the last real man uh, and and I, he's got kind of an interesting story and and you know obviously we'd all love to talk to him too and and as we get closer to the event you know hopefully we'll have him on in some capacity or you know get some access to him if he's willing to do so but i guess local enough guy but who's been kind of around the ropes and uh, no pun intended, but he's been on, you know, he's been huge in Ring of Honor. He's had these other yep. promotions. Uh, what's working with him like and traveling with him? It's it's a lot of fun. Like, I got to learn so much stuff just from how to carry yourself in the ring to how to save money traveling. Um, there's a bunch of different stuff that is invaluable information as far as, like, you can't put a price tag on that as far as just being on the road and learning just different things about people and all that stuff. So, I mean, we grew up about 30 miles apart and I met him through training uh, through Mike Krause, Mike Mercury. All right, and then, so with that, I mean, like I said, you get these these guys who have been out there and 
have kind of gone around and and you know a lot of these guys having local Wisconsin ties. Even if I believe I remember read correctly, um, your ch- current champion of RPW, Xavier Walker, he was trained by Swaggle or Hornswaggle um, from the WWE realm or his WWE name. Um, have you had any interaction with Hornswaggle at all? I talked to Hornswoggle a while ago. I haven't talked to him recently. Um, I didn't. I honestly didn't know that Xavier Walker was trained by Hornswoggle. I it could very well be. I know he's. I know he's from Michigan. All right, and just kind of talking about your champion right now, Xavier Walker. Yep. Uh, I guess not you know again just kind of one of those names kind of not a lot of people may have heard of so what what's he working with him like and what's you know what does it mean for him to be representing your company right now as the champion he he is very happy with it um i met xavier walker back in august uh he was an extra that came in late to take a spot of we were supposed to have uh eric redbeard in and he wasn't able to do the show so that's how that stock got filled. So, I mean, the matches got changed a little bit, but, like, that's how he got his spot. And then he's been on every show since. And so he, he'll he be squaring off this coming for Extravaganza. Is he un, or is he in the ring at Extravaganza? Yep. yep. He will be facing uh, former talent from Impact, uh, Rohit Raju. Okay. What does the rest of the card look like for that night? It'll be Rohit Raju versus Xavier Walker for the RPW Heavyweight Championship. It'll be uh, RPW Women's Champion Casey Lennox versus Santana Garrett, who actually has a lot of family in the area that'll be coming to the event. Uh, We've been told that. Um, It'll be the RPW Glamour Champion Alex Gracia facing Aria Blake. It'll be TW3 versus Aryan Davari from WWE and um, New Japan and AEW. It'll be local wrestlers Kevin Kruger versus Shane Hills. It'll be Johnny CK versus Damian Chambers. Um, the tag team titles will be on the line as the bouncers will challenge against Perfect Arsenal. It'll be Kenny King from shows as far as a bachelorette and uh, baggage squaring off against Silas Young. And that's uh, enough to name a few. I can't think of everyone off the top of my head. And then, so one other thing I know you had wanted to mention here, um, you know, before we kind of move along and kind of get into the, you know, for a little further here, uh, tickets are still available, but you have some promotions coming up for the event as well. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, this Monday, we will be giving away a shirt for a random person that uh, we draw. Uh, so they'll get an RPW flame shirt. Then the following Monday, February 28th, we will be giving away a Alex Garcia doll. It's a pink dream doll. Um, and then, let's see, Fred. Friday, March 11th, we will be giving away a meet and greet with Kenny King, where they get a picture in the ring with him. And then Saturday, or sorry, uh, Friday, March 18th, we will be giving away 
uh, meet and greet with Arya Blake, where they get to picture in the ring with her, and it's all based on advanced tickets. So, so like best to buy tickets, tickets now is what you're correct. saying. Yep. Pretty much, we we reward people for buying in advance. They get a chance to win stuff instead of just, hey, buy an advance ticket. Like we want to, we want to reward you for buying an advance ticket. Yeah, definitely. And just kind of going, you know, kind of talking about the event here a little bit. What what makes RPW unique? What makes it? What sets it apart from maybe what somebody might see on TV? It's a very family atmosphere. As far as um, we have an amazing camera guy that'll go around and do three different angles um, when he shows it on YouTube. Um, he's actually using three phones to do it, but like the camera work is absolutely amazing. And then um, he'll videotape like the atmosphere as far as the autograph signings and stuff, because like all the rest of us have their own merchandise and stuff where they'll sign and um, do pictures and stuff with the fans. We pretty much have every show that we do, we bring in names. That kind of sets us apart from everybody else. So. And I know you talked earlier about some of the names who, who are coming this time. Yep. Some of the other names, I mean, just kind of scrolling through Facebook here, I see Mickey James has been around. Um, just any of the other names that you want to touch on who who you've worked with already? Um, I've never worked with Mickey James. Um, I've brought in Eva Lee's before, uh, Rachel Ellering, um, Angelina Love did an autograph signing, Renee Michelle. Steve Macklin. Um, that's the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. All right. As Very, far as other names. That makes sense. And just kind of going then, um, I mean, just to kind of talk about the world of wrestling as a whole right now, I mean, kind of in a unique spot, you know, just where there's been a lot of growth in the wrestling world right now between um, all these different companies, but also, you know, we look at, you know, you kind of talk about the budget cuts, you got to talk about WWE's budget cuts, you got to talk about um, the Ring of Honor hiatus. What do you think the, the status of the world of pro wrestling is right now? You know, kind of in state of the union time and state of the state time. What was the state of wrestling in your mind? I think for the independent level, it's probably the best it's been in probably 15 years. Just because of the fact of Ring of Honor doing a show-to-show basis, that's huge. Um, Ring of Honor is actually doing a show a week after ours in Dallas, same weekend as WrestleMania. But um, once they let their talent work wherever, that was huge. Like my first two calls were to Silas Young and Beer City Bruiser, and they face each other in January. And as far as budget cuts for WWE, it's definitely helped out a lot of other promotions that bring in um, the Braun Strowmans and stuff like that. Like they can't use it, their names they're from TV, but like that was his name on TV. Mm-hmm. So. And so kind of talk, I mean, just, I mean, you talk about Ring of Honor, which has kind of fluctuated but then you you know you look at uh, you know kind of the world of you know where the biggest company that's really taken gear in the last couple of years has been AEW yep. and AEW has really had kind of that open door policy and and really getting a lot of these people you know a lot of these independent stars who 
maybe weren't on Vince McMahon's radar per se or anything like that. Um, getting them exposure where, you know, a couple years back, you know, maybe a name like, a, again, just kind of pulling a couple here, Silas Young, Deanna Peraza, or maybe they weren't, um, you know, household names for your average wrestling fan, but now they kind of are getting that exposure. Um, talk about that a little bit here, just with the, you know, getting some of these, more, you know, these people better exposure with me, getting them that kind of that chance. The best example I can honestly give you is uh, Casey Lennox. She's been our champion since August 28th of last year. Since that time, she's been on NXT, she's been on AEW Dark, and she's been on Impact. So that's, I mean, there's a lot of other people that have done the same things, but, like, she's really starting to find her groove and could definitely go to the next level i think so one just kind of touching on something you had said earlier and kind of following back to that with what you're what you just said the ultimate goal is that to for you as a promoter is that to make superstars where they're you know you're kind of making their name and kind of giving them that window or is it to bring these people in who you know again you know some of these names out there where they're, they're coming back in and um you know, like you said earlier, they're coming to you, or is it somewhere in the middle? It's, it's kind of in the middle. Um, it just depends on the person, I guess. Like, there's people that have come to us that had the run and see us and are like, "Hey, we want to work for you. We've heard really good things about you." And then there's kind of people that are just getting established: the Xavier Walkers, the uh, Casey Lennoxes, the Alex Gracia of the world. So Alex Gracia was recently um, going to be with um, Women of Wrestling out of Vegas. I don't know what the whole deal is with it, but that's that was ready to, that was supposed to be happening like this later this year. So. So and then so all there. Correct me if I'm wrong, but all events so far, this being the fourth one, have happened at yeah. the Watering Hole. Um, just outside of, well, technically still in Green Bay, but just outside of uh, kind of where most people consider city of Green Bay. Yep. What's your relationship with them as a venue, and how did you come across that, picking that spot as the venue? Um, the Watering Hole and I have a very good relationship. Um, we get, like, all of our catering and all that stuff down uh, from them, and they've been phenomenal to us. Um, I actually worked for them a long time ago as far as when I was a referee, we used to run the watering hole. That's how I kind of came across it. So that's kind of where I came up with the whole idea of Green Bay because Green Bay is kind of a hit or miss market, but it was really big in the early 2000s and maybe late 90s because, like, Mike Mercury was the one that ran it there. Okay. He ran ACW. And I was going to say, I mean, just as a whole, I mean, growing up and – a little bit, you know, a little bit later than you did here in Green Bay. I mean, you look at some of the bigger storylines, in just in WWE time frame anyway, yep. that, that kind of came through Green Bay, where it's really been, like you say, it's an interesting mark for pro wrestling where it's not the biggest one in Wisconsin, but really the kind of, like, you see a lot of these payoffs where uh, just a couple storylines I can think of. I mean, obviously you had um, kind of one of the more recent ones was Clay Matthews after the Super Bowl championship coming out on... On SmackDown, you had um, the night that Donald Trump had bought Raw and refunded everybody's money. You had the reveal of the 
of Hornswoggle as the illegitimate child of Vince, uh, Vince McMahon, and so many other storylines through the years. And, you know, Green Bay, you know, no one really thinks of it. You know, you always kind of lean towards Milwaukee, maybe in Wisconsin, but like you said, Green Bay really is kind of a special market. And, and you know, you're able to take advantage of that and kind of carry on that tradition of really Green Bay as a a smaller but kind of center point of rest, the wrestling world. It is. I mean, we're able to draw people because it's kind of like halfway in between Wisconsin. So, like, you're going to get your Milwaukee's, but you could also get your Minneapolis possibly because it's not all the way down from Minneapolis to Milwaukee. So it's kind of like a halfway point to a degree as far as Chicago to Green Bay or Minneapolis to Green Bay. They're not driving all the way down, if that makes sense. Yeah, people that are driving. absolutely. And just some of the talent, I mean, you look at, I mean, really Wisconsin as a whole um, has been pretty talent-rich when you really, you know, you kind of dig back some of the, the layers of pro wrestling. I mean, we, we've talked about Hornswoggle already. We talked about um, some of these guys, TW3, Mike Mercury, um, being from my hometown, from Gillette. Um, yep. But then you also talk about just some of these bigger names who've kind of toured the realm, you know, uh, inhaling from different parts of Wisconsin where, you know, like your Ken Kennedy slash Ken Anderson, you have your guys like uh, Tommaso Ciampa, you've had yep. even AJ Lee and to a lesser extent um, CM Punk who even still resides in Milwaukee now. Yep. So really kind of a, a wrestling heavy area as a it, whole. It definitely, it, it definitely is. Like there's, I mean, just in Wisconsin, you have Austin Aries, you have um, Ken Kennedy, Ken Anderson, who was actually trained by Mike Mercury. Um, there's so many people that were actually trained by him that people don't even know about. Yeah, I, so, I didn't know that he was. I, you know, to be honest with you, until until our conversation last night, I didn't even know we had the same hometown. And um, yeah. you know, I looked on, I you know, added him on Facebook, and he's mutual friends with one of my cousins. I mean, that's just it's one of those kind of small world type things. But um, you know, you talk about, you know, like I said, you just kind of look at the wrestling world where we are, and and you know, like you said, just kind of booming for the independence. Any kind of goal? I mean, what's um, kind of the picture for the next the next year for RPW? My goal would be to just expand pretty much little by little, but like just kind of keep getting the crowd atmosphere in there. Like we have a, a very electric crowd. It hasn't been the biggest crowd, but we've also ran against certain stuff that we didn't see coming. Like um, our August 28th show, we ran against NWA and Power. Um, our December 11th show was Ring of Honor's last show. Our January 8th show was AEW's Battle for the Belts on TNT. So, like, it kind of hurt our crowd as far as attendance went, but it wasn't, I mean, like, we're still doing like 180 to 225 a show. So. And like we're definitely hoping for way more for this show. And as of right now, still, if I remember, if I saw correctly, and this, you know, maybe not won't be the case by um, time the episode airs here. But as of right now, still one front row seat. What are the different ticket levels? The different tip. The different ticket um, are. It's forty dollars for front row. If you like, it's forty eighty. I want to say online on Eventbrite, and then. Second row is, I remember, 
because Eventbrite charges a fee, so I don't remember what their exact fees are. But originally, it's 35 20 15 10 And then at the door, it's going to be uh, 40 25 25 15 So we pretty much tell people, get them in advance, save some money. Yeah, I know I'm excited for the event. Uh, I know, I, as I told you this morning, um, I told, and he unfortunately he couldn't make it to the, to the interview here, but I had told our, our co-host, Ramsey, who's kind of, I mean, you know, to be honest with you, I had, I had gotten away from being a wrestling fan for a number of years, you know, kind of early college, late high school, um, a yep. couple years back, and then one of the guys who had got me back into it, I told him about this interview today, and he immediately didn't even like he didn't even say anything he just his response was i bought tickets so um i know you know ramsey and i will be there you know i'm not saying we'll be signing autographs too but we'll be there as well um so i guess just as somebody who gonna make their first uh i guess i've never really been to an indie show before and i know you kind of talked about you know the difference between you know what you guys do versus what you see on tv but what is that indie atmosphere like i mean because it's a very i don't want to say a niche crowd but it's something that is a lot different than from your typical tv type event it's different in the fact that it doesn't slow down like if you ever go to like my night raw when there's a commercial break you can tell immediately being in the crowd if that makes sense there's no commercial break would be the best way to describe it like the action's constantly continuing like the one thing I actually really love with NXT is that a lot of times they'll keep the show going where as soon as the match is over, you'll hear the next match announced, like coming down the aisle and then they're like walking past each other and you wonder if there's going to be a confrontation as a fan. Like that's, that's a cool atmosphere, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And and just kind of, you know, we talked a little bit about your, you know, some of the guys you had rooted for, um, yep. you know, when you're younger. But is there any wrestling moments you can point to in the last couple of years here that you really, I guess, kind of reinvigorated that love of wrestling in you and, and kind of really made you lean towards, you know, being excited about being your own promoter? Pretty much Edge coming back was like a driving point for me. Um, I kind of left wrestling for about six years, seven years, I moved out to Vegas, uh, lived there for a little bit, then moved back, and all of a sudden I kind of got the itch to do it again. But I'm like, I want to do it on my terms. And I have the best staff you can possibly have. Like, I can't ask for a better staff. Like, they do pretty much anything I ask and don't even say a word um, about it. Like, Mike Mercury is on my staff. Um, Devin um, from Kiss FM is on my staff. Um, there's a bunch of people. Derek um, does our merchandise. Um, Will is our camera guy. Um, yeah, like it's just a, it's just an amazing group that we're very very fortunate to have. So. Yeah, and just I guess kind of wrapping up here. I mean, talk about the event here one more time, and and how people can get their tickets, and and what to really look forward to with RPW. So you can get your tickets at rpwprowrestling.com. Otherwise, you can get general admission tickets at Look Sharp at the Fox River Mall. It's right by Target. Otherwise, you can get them at the Watering Hole, and they're only 10 bucks for general admission. 
if you wait till you get to the door, it's 15, so get them in advance. As far as RPW goes, we're hoping to just keep growing, keep bringing in new names. Um, we do have uh, people we are negotiating with as we speak, so it's a wait-and-see game as far as who we bring in next. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us here, Rich. Any parting thoughts about uh, upcoming events? Um, right now, we don't have any upcoming events scheduled, but we're working on certain stuff as far as dates goes. And I'd we be try right. and uh, work with other promotions as far as not running against them, if at all possible, to, to help everybody. Yeah, and I'd be remiss, of course, you know, some of the biggest stories I got to ask you, just real quick, kind of rapid fire here, um, thoughts on some of the bigger stories in pro wrestling, but is Cody Rhodes going back to WWE? I believe he is. Will he headline WrestleMania? I doubt it. I think he will be in the probably in the middle of day two would be my guess. Brock versus Roman, your thoughts? Um, as a fan, I'm a little sick of it, but I I get it. Like I don't know, like it's one of those where, what do you do going forward with whoever you decide to run with? Best heel in the business right now. Um, from WWE would be I would say Roman Reigns from AEW by far MJF. Favorite wrestler in the business right now? As a fan, I've always been an Edge fan, pretty much since he came in. So, all right. Do you want to thank you so much for joining the show? And we will definitely see you on March twenty sixth. Sounds great. Thanks again. All right. Thanks, Rich. Awesome stuff. Once again, thank you to Rich Buchholz and just kind of going through the card of the event. So, in no particular order, I don't think this is the event that this is going to take place. But just kind of running through, Casey Lennox, who is their uh, one of their women's champions, they have two. She'll be squaring off against Santana Garrett. Uh, Kenny King versus Silas Young. So, ladies, you should know Kenny King. He was on The Bachelor. Bachelor. Oh! He is a very handsome gentleman. Yeah, and he's going to square off against the last real man, so Silas Young. The last time, no, two times when I was at an indie show, I brought him out with, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the only person on the card she knew. And I'm like, how do you know him? She's like, he was on The Bachelor. I had a biggest crush on him. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's all coming together now. So I think he's from Wisconsin too, isn't he? Queens. Oh, so no. <laughs> Shana, you knew that really quick. Yeah, you knew that way too well. Well, because I got him up right here. Oh, okay. sure. I do. She's it's doing right, research. It's right here. Yeah, she is. I recognized him. Uh, Kevin Krieger versus Shane Hills. The Bouncers versus Perfect Arsenal, which is the tag team champions. Uh, then we've got TW3 versus Arya Davari, who's from rest, or from WWE. An excellent episode scenario for um, Alex Garcia, who is one of their women, the other women's champion versus Arya Blake. Which, as Rich had mentioned, if you uh, post that you have tickets to the event, if you've bought advanced tickets, you can win a meet and greet with her and a picture of her with her in the ring. Oh, that's cool. So RPW's Facebook is where you're going to want to be for some of that stuff. Um, let's see. Then the Deanna Peraza versus Chelsea Green match, uh, which has really kind of been really hyped up. Like, I mean, that's a dream match yep. that should have been happened already, but it hasn't. So this is kind of the debut of that match. Uh, Cody Hall versus Rico De La Vega. Isaiah Moore versus Karam. 
Rohit Raju versus their champion Xavier Walker, and then uh, Damian Chambers versus Johnny CK. So pretty packed card at the watering hole. Uh, like I said, Ramsey and I'll be there. It's March 26th, I believe. Start time is 7 p.m. I believe so. What do Tato start at there? Uh, tickets, as Rich had mentioned, uh, there's different price points. There's only one front row seat left. So if you want to join me and Ramsey, it's a couple seats away. We'll be there. Uh, those tickets are $40. You can get a picture with us. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll take In pictures of the free. Yeah. <laughs> you know me and Greg with Rams. So those will be 40 I believe the other price point. So it's $10 for like fourth row, yeah. something like that. So it's $10, uh, $20, 30 and 40 I believe, are the price points. So excellent. I mean, I guarantee one thing about this entire thing. You will have $10 worth of fun. So if you are not doing anything that Friday night and you want to kill a night, Saturday, 20, Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday night. I'm sorry. $20 gets you in. Well, and if you get the tickets in advance, like I said, tickets are cheaper in advance. So get them in advance instead of at the door. There's going to be all the merch from all these wrestlers out there. Yep. And the prices are, like I said, they're a little bit cheaper, but you can also win. They have so, and Rich mentioned the, all these on, on the interview here, but so many different opportunities to meet some of these wrestlers, get some different special memorabilia, um, special RPW gear too that they're going to give away. So, all in all, that I mean, like I said, you really can't go wrong. And it's ten dollars. Go have ten dollars with fun. Have a beer too. Yeah, and just go enjoy the night, and it'll it'll be worth it. I can I promise that it'll be worth the ten bucks. And you know, growing growing thing. Uh, you know, you're kind of out in front of it. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. Like I said, we're gonna have some. Some content, hopefully coming up, another interview. I don't want to get too, too far into it, but hopefully another interview with somebody on staff who also uh, is kind of leading another uh, side product as well. So a couple of cool things to talk about there. Some gillet ties, perhaps. Hmm, interesting. But that's down the pike coming up later. Um, not today by any means. But so that's the kind of the end of the wrestling show here. Uh, just a couple of things to touch on as we kind of record this. Uh, just because I think we're going to probably forget about it before we record again on Wednesday. But uh, that snow squall last night was pretty nasty, huh? It was nasty. Ridiculous. It was, what, a half hour of just chaos? Of just the weirdest sounding snow I've ever heard. Whiteout conditions. And then, let's see, what else have we talked about? Uh, just another quick Packer note that we haven't talked because we didn't have a chance. And I don't want it to be too, 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 too old of news by that point. But... Uh, Packer signed Tom Clements to be the quarterback coach. Bring him back at Aaron's guy. You got to think. Like, that's either one of two things. One, that basically secures probably Aaron Rodgers coming back. Or that is the perfect guy to have for Jordan Love development. Or a little bit of both. Hot take of the day. Let's Aaron Rodgers is more likely to be back than Jordan Love next year. You know, honestly, I don't doubt that. Mm. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to run Jordan Love out of town because I think there's still room to have him on this roster. But I think there's value that you can still trade him out at this point. And yeah. I think the Packers, for what it's worth, are going to be up against the Caps. They're going to have to have cheap talent come in. Right. What's better way to do that than have you a eight, decent... Million. Yeah, and get a decent draft pick. And so... That's not bad. You could probably get, look what, probably fourth, fifth round? Third, maybe? Maybe. I'm sure there, was, there were teams that liked him a lot coming out. Well, I mean, when he, when he came out, he was still first-round talent, just not necessarily 
nobody had him going to Green Bay, but a lot of people had him going to like New England, yep. um, which is the a lot of speculation as to why Green Bay had to trade up was that New England was going to trade back into the first round oh. to pop him. Because if you remember timing wise, I believe that was his first year out or Tom Brady's first year out of New England. So they were running with like Cam Newton. Yeah. And then would have been Jordan Love um, or any number of other True. teams that were possibly trading in. Because I believe Seattle was possibly mentioned instead of having Geno Smith as a backup. Well, everyone, everyone liked Jordan Love. Just people weren't really sure what his value was just for the right inconsistency in college. And that was kind of. So he was a first-round grade. It was just that there were, people were wondering if they could fix his problems. Right. And for what it's worth, a lot of the problems, I think, have been at least adjusted. Like, there's growth, you can see. But that's a different talk for a different episode. Uh, just kind of quick wrap-up here. Wrestling, like I said, Rams and LB at the event. To see us stop us, say hi. Say hi. Also, for what it's worth, check out, got to plug our socials here. We are everywhere now. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace. I don't think we're on MySpace. That's the oh. one that we're not on. Oh, but that's the only one I use nowadays. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, my not MySpace, and we are on TikTok. So keep out your eyes out there. We'll have special kind of behind the scenes clips and uh, some previews and some exclusive content on TikTok that we'll also post everywhere else. But uh, kind of your way to see it before it happens. Sure. So. That is the special Root for Wisconsin wrestling episode. Thank you, everyone listening. Thank you, Shauna, making your podcast debut. Secretary Shauna. Secretary Shauna. She's the one who keeps track of all our bets. And Ramsey, thanks for joining us here on yeah, a Saturday episode. Thanks for having me, guys. Of the Root for Wisconsin show. That's the wrestling episode. I'm Eric. For Ramsey, Shauna, we're in the book. See ya. Bye. Bye.